the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hello all. Today we have Sonia interviewing John about an interview of Bart Ehrman conducted by the host of the channel Myth Vision on YouTube. In this video, Bart Ehrman asserts three alleged contradictions in the Bible. John will be going through each of these and debunking them. He's not saying when. He's not giving a chronological order. Matthew tends not to do that quite frequently. And here he hasn't done it. He's simply telling the story of the raising of Jairus' daughter. He tends to make things shorter than Mark. So he's left out the whole initial part where Jairus comes when she's still alive. Doesn't bother to mention that the people are coming and telling him that he that she's dead. He just jumps straight to the part where she's dead. And he says, Is it coming to heal her anyway? And he does. And then he says, oh, and by the way, this also happened. And he sticks that in there. So certainly if you're looking at the English, how it's translated, somebody translated as then, yeah, you, you would see a contradiction there. If you even saw, and suddenly you might think of it as contradiction. You look at the Greek, you see kai idu, no contradiction at all. This is, this is like a note I'm sticking in your own. By the way, this also happened. And once again, you have to wonder because Armin knows the Greek. You should see that it says Kayadu, so I'm not sure why he thinks this is a contradiction. Now, the third, Armin's third fairy contradiction, has to do with staffs. This is the start of the recording from the YouTube video. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus sends out the disciples on his mission during, during his ministry uh, to go out and heal the sick and cast out demons, and he says to them, don't take a backpack. Don't take extra sandals. Don't take any money. Don't take a staff. You know, just go. <laughs> and so there you go. There you go. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus sent, same episode, Jesus sends them out, go heal the sick, raise the dead, or, or, or cast out demons. And, uh, you know, don't take a backpack. Don't take extra sandals. Don't take any extra money. And take a staff. Just the opposite of what Mark says. Mm -hmm. So the moderator says, okay. Which did Jesus say? <laughs> and I said, well, he probably said neither, because I don't think it's historical. I said, but, but I said, you know, Mark's the earlier one. So Mark says, he says, don't take a stab. And I said, he did take a stab. It's, obvious, it's a contradiction. This is the end of the recording from the YouTube video. So, John, what did you think of that video clip? Is there a contradiction here? Don't take a staff. Do take a staff. How do you explain that one? Armin's third favorite contradiction is actually not a contradiction at all. What he's done here, and I'm hoping he's did it, he did it unintentionally, is the same thing as he did on the first one, where he misrepresented the wording. I remember on that first one, he was saying the problem, the contradiction is because Mark says, when Abiathar was high priest, and we, we went to the Greek and showed that that's not what he says at all. Here he claims that there's a contradiction between Mark and... And Matthew, Mark says, don't take a staff. Matthew says, take a staff. And that sounds on the surface as if it is a contradiction, doesn't it? Yeah. And then he mocks the idea that a couple of the people he mentioned, the suggestion that they make that perhaps this was two separate occasions. They just laugh at that idea. But here is the reality of the situation. If we look at the account in Mark, and it's in chapter 6, we read, he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two and he gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff. 
no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. So take nothing for the journey except a staff. And then we look at the account in Matthew, and the account in Matthew, we find that in chapter 10, starting verse 5, where he sends, gives them the instructions to not go in the way of the Gentiles, do not enter the Samaritans, go to the lost sheep of Israel. And then at verse 9, we read this, Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor to tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. So apparently Matthew says, don't take a staff. And Mark says, take a staff. That's supposed to be the contradiction here. Is it really a contradiction? Well, is there a difference between take nothing and provide? Exactly. These two gospel books do not use the same word. The word used in Mark is airo. He commanded them to take, to airo, nothing for the journey except the staff. And the word airo means to take, take up, carry along. When it's for a journey, it generally will mean carry along. Don't carry it along. But the word Matthew uses is very different. The word here is kitaomai. And kitaomai means to procure for oneself, acquire, get. So you see the difference there. Jesus wants his apostles to go out. Basically with nothing, just the bare necessities. In both cases, he says, don't take money with you. Matthew makes it clear that the reason for this is a worker is worthy of his food. He expects the apostles to go in faith that they'll be provided for. So in both accounts, he says, no bag, no bread, no crime. They should not take money with them. Basically take the bare necessities, which would include a staff and sandals. Wear sandals, he says in Mark, but nothing extra. Not to put on two tunics, he says in Mark. So you, you obviously are wearing one tunic. Don't get another one. Don't get a spare. And so what he's saying in Matthew, again, same idea. No gold, no silver, no copper. You go without that. You go with what you have, the bare necessities. He says, don't go out here and get this stuff. I said, oh, I'm going on a journey here. I better go and get myself some money. I better go and get an extra tunic. I better go out and get some staffs. Okay, so he's not saying don't take a staff. He's saying don't go and get one. If you have one, take it with you. Okay, you can go with your sandals, obviously. The only thing he's telling you to leave there is if they have bags with money in it, leave that there. Go out, it's a faith mission. Don't take the money with you. But he is certainly not in Matthew saying don't carry, don't idle a staff with you if you have it. He's simply saying don't go out and get one. Okay, what about the tunics, though? How, how come in the passage where he says not to, I guess, take a, s- a staff? I, I, I mean, where you, you can take a staff if you already have one. They're still told not to put on two tunics, whether they have it or not. Whereas in the other passage, where they're not to acquire those things, that then there's no differentiation between the staffs or the tunics. Because the point is they're supposed to go with the bare necessities. Yeah, if you have something, some things that they have with them, they're supposed to leave there. Not, they're not supposed to take their money bags with them. Those have to stay. Even if they have it with them, they can't take it with them. The staff, they can. But they're both agreeing on the two tunics. The point is two, as we mentioned. They obviously will go in the tunic that they're wearing, 
but they're not to take a second one, a spare one along with them. Oh, that would make sense because, yeah, in the one where they can take with they, the staff that they have already, they're also allowed to wear sandals, whereas in the other verse about acquiring, they're also not to acquire sandals. Yes. So it makes, that's consistent then. Exactly. And in both cases, and Mark says not to put on two tunics, in Matthew says don't acquire two tunics. Both of them, the point is you can't get an extra one. You can't go with two. He's not saying you can't go with one. Okay, so you see, when you look, and as we mentioned, your elite apologetics, you need to go into the original languages, and the problem disappears. Now, even if you're looking at the English, you should notice, if it's an accurate translation, that in Mark, it's translated as he commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff. But in Matthew, it says provide neither gold nor silver nor sandals nor staffs. Even the English word used is different, and rightly so. The translators were careful here. So even in English, you should start saying, wait a minute. They seem to be saying something different here, and so you can't set them directly against each other. But that's what Armin did. Armin was saying, oh, you know, Mark, Mark says take a staff. Matthew says don't take a staff. That's a contradiction. Well, it isn't because in Matthew, Jesus didn't say don't take a staff. He said don't go and get one. Don't acquire staffs for yourself. So here's his third favorite contradiction. Also goes down the drain. It's not a contradiction. And I'd like to say something also about his claim that mocking, really, he and, and the fellow on uh, from MythVision mocking the idea that the suggestion that maybe it happened twice. That would seem like just a, a very desperate attempt, special pleading. But if you look at Luke's account, Luke gives an account of this sending out of the 12 in Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. And again, tells them, take nothing for the journey. And then in the very next chapter, in Luke chapter 10, he sends out 70. He appointed 70 others also, sent them out two by two before his face into every city. And then he says to them, go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals. Same kind of instruction. Similar anyway. But for sure, this is a second event. So it's not unreasonable to say that it happened twice. Yes, Luke records two separate sendings out. Now, since Luke records both of them, we can't say that this is just, there were not actually two. We know there were two. But that means there were at least two. There could have been more. He could have sent his apostles out multiple times. And they didn't record all the separate times, but it's possible that Matthew and Mark were recording separate sendings. It's, it's very easy to mock and, and laugh and cackle, but... The reality is it is possible. We did mention things happen more than once often when you have an itinerant preacher operating across a number of years. And as we see here in Luke, yes, he, he sent people out to preach with the instructions to basically take what you have, don't take anything extra. He did it more than once. So, so the idea that it could have happened twice, it could be two different events, is certainly viable. It's not something to be mocked at. Though, as we've seen from the language in Matthew and Mark, it's not necessary to, to go to that expedient. What do you think about Lacona's solution? Well, I think Lacona's solution is everything that's wrong with evangelical apologetics. A Lacona's solution is to say that the gospel books are Greco-Roman bios, biographies, which they're not. And then to say, well, look at how Greco-Roman bios were wrote, or bioi in plural, how they were written, how authors would uh, make up stuff and add in things, just to make the story more interesting. 
And so he says, oh, well, the gospel writers, because they're fo following this same form, are doing the same thing. So he says that, well, that this is a Greco-Roman style. Now, one might very well ask, if Matthew changed it to don't take a staff, how exactly that would make the story more interesting? One thing Lacona does admit is that there were Greco-Roman bioi that didn't make up stuff, that tried very hard to be very accurate. So even if the gospel books were Greco-Roman bioi, that wouldn't mean that things in it were made up. What's being done here is the idea of divine inspiration is gone. The idea that the Holy Spirit guided these writers, as Jesus promised in John 14, 26. No, it's all gone. The gospel books are treated as nothing but human documents. They're treated just the same as any other Greco-Roman writings, which, which they're not. They are the word of God and have to be treated that way. This is the one thing Armin gets correctly, where he says flat out to Lacona, which, which all of the evangelical scholars should be saying to him is, look, if the writers decided to create a contradiction to make it more interesting, it's still a contradiction. It's still an error. This is not an answer. But unfortunately, that is what's happening in evangelical scholarship in both Old Testament and New Testament studies. The Bible is being reduced to what is nothing but a human product. Now, they will give lip service to saying that, well, yes, divine inspiration, but it doesn't enter into anything having to do with the actual nature of the books. And that, unfortunately, that kind of attitude is what we see in Lacona's situation here. He's quite happy to say, yep, gospel books are full of contradictions, they're full of errors, but don't worry about it because that's just the way pagans wrote in those days. I like to think God wrote better than pagans, don't you? Yeah. Well, John, thank you for clearing up these supposed contradictions. I, and I hope that someday we'll get to see you debate one of these liberal Bible scholars. Oh, yeah. That, that would certainly be a, an interesting event. I'd be happy to do it. Uh, let's call Dr. Arm and see if he's willing to do it. Thank you for coming in, Sanya, and we'll see you next time. If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share any questions or comments you may have. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and YouTube. Simply search Truth In My Days as one word. Again, Truth In My Days as one word, no spaces in between. And you can connect with us. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. <laughs>